possibly desire for 2024 and a truly magical year. On today's episode I'm talking with Emma Griffin, the author of the stunning book Find Your Soul Path, where we will be discussing daily rituals, sacred cacao practices, the sacred home and grief. But to kick things off today we have our book review and our book is Blood and Honey, a heathen prayer book by Danielle Dolsky. I absolutely love this new read from my favourite witchy author. This is such a different book from her others and in other respects it isn't. Let me explain. If you love the stories and creative writing that flows throughout Danielle's work you have read so far, I truly think you will adore this book. Here is the book's blurb. This witch's devotional is a collection of nature-inspired prayers, mythic incantations, stories and pagan poetry that can be enjoyed slowly or all at once. It will resonate with anyone looking to soothe the wounds of modernity with eco-devotional language, spellwork and daily spiritual nourishment. Daniel Dolsky speaks to the expanding movement of those returning to slow, simple living and cultivating an earth-inspired, sustainable existence. Organised around 13 archetypes and their themes, ranging from the mountain mage, Solitude, and bone witch, Grievers, to the heathen queen, Empowerment, and shepherd, Nurturing. Bones and Honey will carry you to the third road, the unforeseen way that arises from the tension of opposites. The book is split into different sections so you can literally start anywhere. There are sections such as the Book of Wild Lovers, Prayers for Lust, Seduction and Majestic Relatedness. The Book of the Bone Witch, Prayers for Grievers, Death Walkers and Shadowkin. The Book of the Heathen Queen, Prayers for Empowerment, Sovereignty and Truth-Telling. The Book of the Wounded Healer, Prayers for Heartache, Healing and the Shining Self. The Book of the Nameless Grandmothers, Prayers for Ancestral Healing, Lineage Exploration and Forgiveness. The Book of the Shepherd, Prayers for Nurturing, Self-Love and Space-Tending. The Book of Shapeshifters, Prayers for Time Weavers, Human Evolution and Strange Futures. And the Book of Bones and Honey, Prayers for the Bittersweetness of the Most Heathen Life. There is a story or poem for every eventuality within the pages of this book. I adored the retelling of the little match girl in this book and there was a particular prayer under the same stars that brought me to tears the first time I read it and hopefully won't now. 
Under the same stars, a soft bandage for an old cut. The inner lover finds a seed of meaning in all relationships, even those whose stories have come to an end. When the ghosts of old lovers haunt, this is a prayer that stirs the heart. You and I dream under the same stars, my wounded love. Though we live better apart, I still keep a room open for the ghost of your memory. You'll find the door ajar should you wish to visit the haunted house of my heart. Should you dare to think of me too, I'll put the kettle on. Oh my goodness, that literally gets me. You can probably tell that there's that one past love I have that's still living rent-free in my heart. Sigh. <laughs> and this year I need to evict them. Anyway, this is a great book to dip in and out of when you need to feel the feels, when you might need some comfort through words. Danielle has the ability, in my humble opinion, to write how the old storytellers did. She weaves her magic through her writing. And as much as I love her non-fiction books, it was inevitable she had to create a book that was purely fictional. If you are a lover of Women Who Run With The Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes, purely for the stories and not the prose, this book is for you. Absolutely adore this book and I'm very excited to confirm Danielle will be coming onto the show soon. But for now, join me after the break to talk all about the soul path. Welcome back. I am here with Emma Griffin. She is a fine artist, fashion illustrator, photographer and eclectic witch based in Cornwall. Brought up in a magical household with a well-known tarot reader for a mother and a psychic medium for a father. Her career took her into the world of corporate fashion, which left little space for magic. In 2019, she launched her online platform, Sacred Spaces, as a means of reconnecting with her magical roots and living a more authentic life. Since then, she has amassed over 80,000 followers on Instagram and built a reputation as a modern day sage. Emma believes in looking within to harness the power of intuition and is the perfect guide for all those looking to do the same. Welcome to the show, Emma. Hi, thank you. Thank you for asking me on. I'm so excited to get into this. Your <laughs> book, Find Your Soul Path, Discover the Magical Life Within, is absolutely stunning. I love thank it. You so <laughs> thank you so much. It's been amazing. <laughs> I can so I can so see from your background the influences it's had with the aesthetic, the photos, <laughs> the information. Such a stunning book. And coming back to your book, I loved the, introdu the introduction. So you gave 
such insight into your background and there's lots that I've kind of said in the bio in regards to your background as well that I can't wait to get into <laughs> so you gave such insight into your background and journey to finding your own soul path yes are are you happy to talk us through some of these key yeah. experiences and you know what led you to write find your soul path well um, well, obviously, as you've mentioned, I've been brought up with um, a magical family. My mum was a witch and my dad taught me spirituality. So it's in my childhood and that's all I really knew. And then over the years, I kept trying to put my sort of speaking to the dead or doing any of the witchy stuff sort of hidden because everyone was sort of judging me people thought it was a bit weird and obviously thought my parents were a bit strange so I kind of learned to try and put it away but then mm -hmm. it's pretty hard because wherever you go I would connect to spirit or and it was difficult to really hold that back so I just tried to keep it quiet and didn't really tell anybody and then in 2019 I lost my father and then my mum told me she had cancer a couple of months after and I decided, oh, I really needed to hold space for her to have her cancer treatment. We had done Reiki together many years ago. And because I was working as a editorial photographer at the time, I thought, oh, I need to hire a space so that I can make it comfortable for her and really just give her healing. So I did that in 2019. And because I was paying rent on this public so I was splitting my time with photography and healing mm -hmm. and then my mum passed in 2020 and she always told me to keep the word witch quiet because you would get persecuted and judged and mocked and stuff so she actually was ill at home so I moved into her home for her last eight days and when I came to her home I put on her pentagram which is what I always wear now, which people obviously see on Instagram and I haven't taken it off. And I wear that with pride and I decided to write, I'm going to step fully into social media and just share everything that I've learned. And everything mum said about being persecuted, it was being the complete opposite. Everyone has been just so lovely and I've been really surprised that people are actually interested in what I do. And then when Lizzie, my editor, found me on Instagram and said, have you ever thought about writing a book? I had never really crossed my mind at all. I just thought, oh, because I'm very dyslexic and I actually haven't read a book, I didn't think that would actually be on my path. So when she asked me, I was really thrilled. <laughs> it was a pinch me moment. So that really was the turning point, really, of how I decided to write this book. But finding myself path is all being through going through dark times and discovering who I am and how to help my health and mental health and become the person that I am today. Oh my goodness, what a story. I, I love that. <laughs> it's, it's so funny as well, you saying that because I resonate with, did you almost feel like you were surprised at what your soul path sort of ended up being? Was it yeah. really, yeah, the opposite of what you could have imagined doing? Yeah, and never this. I thought I was just going to carry on doing photography. I mean, I'm very creative and I loved doing the photography. And I remember crying, saying to my husband, Oh, the more I start sharing the witchy side, I'm probably going to lose my clients on the photography. And I did, I did lose clients, but 
it the kind the universe kind of like opened up this space for me to say right yeah this is your authentic self this is what you should be doing and then I could do the photography for myself instead of having to doing it for other people so I actually fell in love with the photography more and it's almost like what you've those kind of lives in a life that you've had with work and so on they they all complement they absolutely complement what you're doing now even though it's not what you're meant to carry on with yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, and I always teach that with people I always say you know everything is not being a waste because it always leads you to the point of where you are now you've just got to recognize those things I really resonate with that because it's really funny so I kind of fell into doing the podcast and other you know other aspects of work that I do so I always worked in recruitment and you know Mm. it wasn't kind of didn't set my soul on fire but I love the people aspects of it and getting to connect with people and I kind of feel like obviously I did you know I I interview people and I did all these things to connect with people about where they wanted to be and what they wanted to do in life and although it's not what I wanted to you know I don't want to continue ever kind of going back into that field but I can really see like you how it helped me do it it. yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you learned a lot sometimes the universe says, says you want a really funny little tra- like trajectory to get to where yes. you're meant to be and you look back and you're like oh it makes so much sense now you know yeah <laughs> life is funny honestly yeah yeah so as we this is you know kind of I guess on we've had the witch's new year but I feel like a lot mm. of us still will be moving into 2024 taking inventory in respect of our day-to-day routines and rituals and your yeah. book I mean before we got <laughs> onto this interview I was saying you know you really inspire me so much with your routines um can you talk us through some of the routines you're happy to share and perhaps some of the benefits that we can find in setting and honoring our own yeah I think I need to have what well, I feel deep deep inside my soul that I need to have a spiritual practice or a magical practice and I do need to have that daily but obviously life can be really busy so lots of people beat themselves up if they can't stick to something and I am a queen of procrastination and I get bored of routine so I like to make sure I mix things up so I really stick at a practice Monday to Friday because I think that's more achievable and then the weekends I can if I want to do a practice then I will do it's more relaxed um I'm really sort of well the main thing for me is meditation so I like to connect to myself and I will sit down and I will meditate whether that is sometimes five minutes to 10 minutes to 20 minutes doesn't really matter I just sort of go with what my body needs at that time I do a lot of journaling because that's helped me throughout my life really to really process my feelings and thoughts and also that's where I get all my captions from my Instagram. That's where I write down all my downloads that I receive from my spiritual team and stuff. So journaling is really important for me. And then I would just shuffle um, an oracle deck that I'm drawn to and probably just pull one card. And that normally relates to either what I've just journaled about or what I've just seen or experienced in meditation. So that's my non-negotiable practice. Obviously, because I work from home and I'm connecting with people all over the world and I'm working with different dimensional energies, the energy in my home is so, so important to me. So I'm cleansing my home a lot. 
and making sure everything's clean and just feels nice which I know you want to talk to me about <laughs> um, <laughs> um but yeah that's my they are my main practices and obviously I do have um cacao as well and yeah spending time with my dog who's my familiar and just really returning back to myself constantly to make sure I'm not racing on fear or stress or anything like that there was such gold for me when you said about I do this Monday to Friday so I can go yes. at the weekend because I'm like oh my goodness I've never thought of that I'm on that <laughs> yeah what a place to start as well if you're if you're going to be kind of setting something up like giving yourself that so that yeah because yeah. I guess as well you come to the weekend or you know and, and I, I suppose some days you might think you know I want to do that today because I felt so good after doing it this week yeah. or yeah yeah it's, it's, it's giving you that bit of freedom like you don't have yeah. to do it but you've committed to five days of doing it and, and that's great <laughs> yeah I think there's so much pressure isn't there on social media that you're meant to have you know meant to be doing yoga meant to be doing this and that and stretching and all these new things and stuff and I think you just got to do what you feel that you're being called to do in and even if you just got your journal out for the first time ever and just wrote well what was I grateful for for the day before and wrote down three things that's enough because it's your thing and you're going inwards and that's going to benefit you it doesn't have to be this elaborate thing it's just be very very simple I love also that you said about the downloads and that you use them for your Instagram captions that's really amazing because I feel like also as well like when I look back on my journal some of it is like it sounds like a 13 year old girl wrote it I'm like we yes. about something or it's like but other times I'll read something and I think you know I'll read back an old diary and I think oh that's deep like did I write yeah. that like <laughs> yeah exactly Where your, your spiritual team has probably just taken over and you've just channeled this lovely piece of wisdom I like to yeah. use that so they always think oh that could help someone else so I will share that absolutely I love that and actually you you touched on one of your routines because you really so something you got me onto that I want to try <laughs> is the cacao section cacao is the topic yeah. we've never discussed on the podcast oh really you, yeah we've never yeah. gotten into it I don't know why it's just not you know it's just not come up so yeah. I'm very curious about your practice with it and perhaps yeah. some of its benefits well, I use it more in like a weekly or sometimes, obviously I don't like the routines. So sometimes it's every day, sometimes it's twice a week or sometimes it's once a week, depending on what I feel. But I remember going years ago to a circle and I had some um, ceremonial cacao and I was so excited to try it because I'm obviously I love chocolate, as we all do, but it was so bitter and I just mm. really couldn't stomach it. And I know lots of people don't actually like the ceremonial cacao. So you can have it as a block and then you would take shavings off and you add that to water and then you would drink it like that. So what I want to do, because I had the studio at the time where I was holding space for my mum and started inviting people in, I thought it'd be really nice to have a drink that would open up my clients so they'd be able to talk to me more authentically and without fear. So um, doing research on cacao, cacao will also open up your heart chakra it has loads of health benefits. It will lower your blood pressure. It's a cancer fighting. It brings you joy. It's just what I call it, a real hug in a mug. Mm. 
So I decided to add plant-based and milk to mine. And I also add in a few herbs, which is my secret recipe. I can't share that. Like, <laughs> oh my cacao. But it made it, how I can describe it, it was just most, I don't know, the wholesome, most wholesome hot chocolate you've ever had. And it really did feel like a, a beautiful self-love moment. What I do with the cacao is once I've made it, I will have it in a very special mug. So even the mug that I absolutely love. And it literally just slows me down. So the whole thing of me drinking this drink, the whole the entire time is a sacred pause. So mm -hmm. it really do sort of lowers my blood pressure immediately. I light a white candle. I create a little tiny altar space on the floor. And I really will, every sip that I will take, ask questions to my soul so it's a really a self-love moment really for me that's how I use it in my practice and when I do um women's circles I also then provide that for them as well so then I would ask some questions as they're drinking their and sacred cow and they would do journaling with me so it is a sort of yeah a very feminine nudge back into your heart space I definitely want to try this. So I'm going to ask where you, so I was going to ask you, Emma, where you source yours from, where you buy yours from. Well, I, I obviously, I make my own, which we've actually out of stock. So it's very, very popular, but we'll be bringing it back in in the new year. So I will have some more in stock, probably the end of January, February time. But I mean, I would try the ceremonial cow first. I would, you know, go, I think even some lovely vegan cafes now will sell it. So mm -hmm. I would go to any natural health store and try and get the highest grade that you can get possibly. And then really play around with if you want it with plant milk or if you want it with um, a natural sugar or anything like that. See what you feel that's more palatable for you. Well, I'll obviously link everything of Emma in the show notes so we can keep an eye on it comes out and we can buy some because I'm going to get on that <laughs> That sounds definitely something I'd like to incorporate into maybe my sort of weekly yeah. or bi-weekly routine. Yeah. I really appreciate your vulnerability in regards to speaking about your, you know, kind of background and the journey mm. in regards to grief and the sections in your book on grief. This has been a really key discussion on the podcast of late and within my witchy community yeah. because uh, the darker months are a time when grief can become a very apparent for all manner yeah. of reasons could you shed any light on how you've approached grief that might offer some comfort or insight to our listeners yeah I mean grief's really hard and obviously I've lost both my parents and grief can suddenly come up and sort of you'd be fine one day and then suddenly bang in your face, you're crying over a memory and it can really hurt inside. Mm. And um, really for me, I've, I've never been scared of death because obviously I, I've talked to thousands of dead people. So there's never really, it never really has frightened me. It's the mm. actual loss of someone that's the hardest thing for them you can connect to them in the spirit world and you can have a sentence from them or you can actually have um, a sign from them, things like that. So that you know that they're always around. It's just consciousness. So they can be anywhere, you know, in space and time, they'll always be with you and they will be watching over you, which is really lovely. And I think 
especially for British people, that we're not taught to actually feel grief. We're taught to let's if someone passes over to, you know, once the funeral's done, you need to get on with it and motor on. And we as a sort of a nation don't really discuss death or grief or funerals or end of life or anything like that. So my recommendation is definitely to make sure you feel everything and really feel it because it's just really love that you're feeling and you don't know where to direct that love because the the human's not here anymore. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. So you can honor your relatives. You could create an altar. You can play their music. You can get out photographs. They just don't want to be forgotten. So I always bring moments of remembering my ancestors and loved ones into my sort of lifestyle really but also making sure I feel so if I'm feeling you know just so much hurt and I really miss people then I will allow myself to feel that if that means a day of crying or I don't want to see anyone or journal or bubble baths or mashed potatoes so be it but there's so much bypassing really just to sort of feel it burn it and make it go away it's a longer process than that I don't feel grief ever leaves you it'll always stay with you absolutely and I feel like what you've touched on with the you know kind of British culture is it's very yeah. much like right the funeral's done now you know back yeah, to reality with it. it's yeah. so it's so crazy how we you know in kind of expectation of people to get back to some normality with work yeah. and routines and yeah. it really baffles me that we we don't you know kind of the muggle world <laughs> I say, yeah. I don't know saying that but it just yeah. is so feared it seems yeah you know? and it's such a shame that muggles feel that that's it that's it when someone dies they die you know gone I find yeah. that such a shame such yeah. a shame yeah. missing out on all these sort of really magical signs and experiences that your loved ones are really trying to give you and show you that they're there or they're okay and you know they understand and that there's so much love so it's a shame one of the things I found out about this year was mm-hmm. um and I did some work with my patron on um grief mm-hmm. and it was about a morning altar and you've touched on this as well where you mm-hmm. kind of have space in the house that is clearly dedicated to who you're grieving not in the sort of sound sense of an altar yeah. yeah it's more if you're kind of going through like an imminent loss or it's a very recent thing and yeah. you kind of keep it in eyesight so it might be that instead of having it you know in in, in perhaps your bedroom where a lot of witches will have an altar yeah it might be you know space in the actual living room or the kitchen where you're living and you're you're yeah. kind of doing all the things because yeah. it's that remembrance of like we are still here you are in grief so honor it not to kind of do yeah. you know um not help you to function but just but just to remember like where you're at and yeah honor it and I thought it was so powerful yeah and again to feel the feels you know you could go for a walk and pick something up from nature and place it on that altar or you could buy their favorite flower or 
make them their favorite drink, you know, things like that, or place their jewelry. And even if you sat and reflected and say if you had a bracelet from somewhere, you could sit and reflect at that altar and, and feel that bracelet and just remember all the happy memories that will make that spirit draw in very, very close. Oh, absolutely. No, I really appreciate you sharing that. And I definitely think there's mm. a lot in that. But I just think these conversations as well, the more we speak about it, the more people will. I know I'll speak yeah. to you. We, we're good. We, yeah. like, generally, we're pretty good with it. But I feel sometimes I need, even need to remind myself, like, it's okay. Mm. You know, you are grieving. Like, this will come up and hold hands yeah. with it rather than, sh- you know, shun it away or try and numb it yeah. out and stuff. On. yeah um and even myself. Is a trigger. christmas is a trigger isn't it you know lots of people right now and going into new year are obviously fully in grief and missing mm-hmm. their loved ones or missing how it used to be so i think you know when you're in in periods of that we have to always have another generation around us so i think it's so important to teach the younger generation or the new generations that come into our lives the old traditions that our ancestors have given us so we keep that alive and talk about family members that they've never met or they can't remember or things like just keep their memories alive oh absolutely and I feel like you're right like and, and at this time it is when they come up a lot because you are coming back to a lot of those traditions like with my Christmas it's just you know of my nan who I was really close to and it's like we've got to bake this because she made it and you know it it brings up all those feelings and then you've got all the sensory feels of taste and smell and so on because you're kind of eating those things and making it and it can be so heightened um Sal and I've kind of said this before and I'll I'll be boring about it again but Sal and (laughs) Louise for me like a little bit of a celebratory time with with my my dead but then Christmas I feel like you know Yule and Christmas it's almost like it's the quieter sort of energy for me and it's like you're you're witnessing who isn't there more so in in a it's sad it is sad there's so much sadness around it so much love but then you can change it by bringing in some like some traditions that your grandparents have done or your parents but then also bring in some new rituals and traditions that you want to make with your family as well because they would have loved that too and just talk about them or raise a glass to them as well when you have dinner you know little things like that because it is hard absolutely and I feel like that can still be an an, an, a lasting energy until we kind of get to the spring you know like once we get to Imbolc and it always you know it doesn't just end with Christmas I feel like the veil is yeah Day. like it's always very thin from Samhain up to kind of beginning you know sort of just after Yule and Christmas um but it, it does I feel kind of stay with you until we get into those spring moments yeah. when it's starting to you know shift and roots yeah. coming yeah and, stuff and and you know shoots coming through rather so yeah it's just honoring it I think again like yeah. holding and I, I like the darker ones I know lots of people struggle with it but I actually like it I love the you know anchoring in and staying indoors more and candles on and fairy lights and and I'll probably keep the fairy lights up till probably spring because I like like all of that sort of yeah the magical like coziness feeling I like the hot chocolates and the nice textures that you can have around your home to make you feel that you're more supported and held through this time it's a really lovely resting period 
because we can't I think society also pushes us into rush 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 and you've got to be at these certain targets or earn a certain amount of money or have all these things and obviously most witches don't live like that we live in with the seasons so obviously the winter does give us this pause time and reflection and healing as well Emma there was a part in your book you've just touched on as well that like I was like (laughs) you are one of my witches honestly because it was in the (laughs) self-love section and you were like referencing bringing peace and how that is part of of self-love and I love your list in your book of what peace means to you because I resonated so much with it I'm such a I'm such an introverted extrovert homebody kind of like I, I love staying at home, listening to my dog snore, which I know you yeah. sort of mentioned. Yeah. Having an organised home, like smoke yeah. cleansing and so on. And I know like a huge part of your spiritual practice centres around your home. Yeah. So can you talk us through some of your sort of sacred home practices that you Ooh. observed? Well, this all started because my mum um, always made a beautiful home and she would constantly be changing things around and making it nice for when people come to or see us at our family home and people never used to leave they used to just love my mum's home and how she entertained and obviously tarot readings and all of the other stuff but so it really so started from there and then I actually was an interior designer just again that just happened it just sort of fell in my lap and I started creating spaces for people and also pubs and restaurants and places like that and I've also taught my children my son he's all he still does it now actually if he comes around he'll, he'll come up to me and say mom should we move the house around should we move a room around because he knows that when I do something like that the house will feel different and obviously people love crystals but I truly believe your home is like one giant crystal it's sucking up all the energy within the home and it radiates it back out to you just as a quartz would do so it is our container of wellness it is holding us at all times and if you don't have to spend loads and loads of money on all these things but you should surround yourself with things that bring you joy so when you see things with your eyes it should cast a memory or should make you feel a certain way or you should appreciate it or love textures or colors that lift you up or it should be all personal to you not everything gray and that's my worst thing when people do the gray everything with no color and (laughs) and it's all (laughs) all minimal I'm like oh my god (laughs) but if that's authentic to them fine but I like to have antique and secondhand and charity shop type things because they all have stories and energies with them. I've inherited lots of things from my family that I've kept that has memories of like puppies that would bite a certain part of the table and then your children write on it and they become these beautiful sort of energetic pieces within themselves. Yeah. And I couldn't live in I mean lots of people on Instagram say it does your house look like that and it does because obviously it's only me my husband and dogs here my children have moved out but I do have a lot of stuff to dust yes and I do cleanse it and move things around but it brings me joy and it does hold me and 
obviously all my favorite color is green i love nature so a lot of my home is green i love natural things a lot of my furniture is old wood or sheepskins and natural um fabrics and stuff i'm not a polyester or plastic kind of person yeah yeah um, so yeah i have <clears throat> i can't remember what you've asked me now you oh, yeah, you asked about the how how the how, how it really practices. Yeah, and like oh yeah, so my practice to keep the energy going in my home. Obviously, I, I cleanse. I have a, a small box room which I'm in now while we're doing this interview, which is where I hold space and do my work um, online for people. So obviously, I'm channeling a lot in one space, and obviously, I do my spiritual practice in here. So I do cleanse this with mugwort or my garden sage or rosemary or sometimes even just some incense. So that I do on a daily thing, and I open and close. So I open it in the morning with a cleanse, and then I will shut it down with a cleanse when I'm finished working. <clears throat> and then depending on the house, how the house feels or whoever's come into the house or you know, your husband can go out and come in and he can start moaning about something that he's experienced or it will change the energy. Anything that changes the energy in my home, I will then do a deeper cleanse. And I really love frankincense resin. I'm sure most of your witches on, on your podcast will, will have used that. But I love frankincense resin. I love a bit of sprinkle of um, dried lavender on there. And I also like myrrh. And I will make sure I'd put my cordon in the heart of the home which is our living room and I will just create a pretty altar on my coffee table and allow the smoke to move through my home and that always makes the home feel grounded happy and it's just sort of resets it back I will change the rooms around a lot I do a lot of restyling obviously We've got Christmas trees up at the moment and I know we had a discussion before we start the podcast that I am looking forward to when we take all the Christmas stuff down and then you rejiggle everything around and you start to have this feeling of like getting ready for 2024 to come in. I really love that. I love this like this like feeling of this newness coming in. So we need to get everything ready and get rid of things that no longer serve us, get rid of things that are broken, have a good sort out. It's, it's like a, a major spring clean. But then I do that again when it when it's spring as well, just to bring in that new energy. So I think it's fun. I couldn't have a cluttered home. It would because I I look at everything as energy. So energy has got to flow through my home in every room and the garden. <laughs> Oh, I really relate to that because I'm the same. Like I can tell if if my house feels really messy, my brain is messy at the same time. Yeah. And I remember my yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. my house is such a reflection of my brain and what's going on in there. Yeah. And um, I remember when I was really like I was in my twenties, and I think that I had this kind of all these catastrophes going on at the same time. And my nan, again, who I said I was really close to, yeah. she wrote this little letter, and I feel like because she couldn't say what she wanted to say to me, because she yeah. I don't know if she felt I wouldn't have listened, but she sent me this little letter, yeah. and it's like, you know, I know you're going through it at the moment, but when I'm going through it, I always clean my house and sort everything out top to bottom. Yeah. I always feel amazing yeah. afterwards. And you know what it's like when you're at that yeah. sort of age, it's like, all right, Nan, whatever. Yeah. And then like, it's the last thing you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this is not what I want to do. But it, she wasn't wrong. Like every yeah. time 
I get out this sort of, you know, for me, I like smells that are, when I'm feeling a certain way, you were saying about scents, for me, it's like lemongrass, lemon, Mm. when I want to get energy up and that sort of vibrance and happiness in the house, it's just kind of getting into it and and doing that tidying, cleaning and and moving things around, it it shifts you like your energy not just the house everything yeah it's also like a meditation obviously sometimes you want to clean or sort your home out and you're in complete science yeah I don't have music on and I'm just completely either tuning in or listening or listening to my own thoughts and sort of just planning things and stuff like that's a really beautiful alpha state but then sometimes you want to put on a really good dance track or this great playlist and you're dancing around the house and really just loving it and time just sort of well, it doesn't exist it just like vanishes it's a really nice nice time and then once you've done it and then your family come home and they or anybody comes into your home they always say wow your home feels nice or this is yeah. nice or it's a lovely thing to be able to gift people that you love as well creating these spaces for others to feel held absolutely I always feel at the end of it as well you know when I've done and I'm like really tired and I feel great because I've done it and then I'm like I light the candles again and I'm like don't touch anything now Emily (laughs) 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 which is not sustainable but then it's not you know and and yes I do have sometimes you know you do the washing you think actually I can't bother to put that washing away so I'm going to put that on the floor <laughs> and do that tomorrow. You know, I do live in a normal world. It's not constantly. <laughs> but I, I did make a pact myself that if I, because obviously I used to create content for other people and brands and stuff. I always thought, well, when I start my Instagram, I'm just going to be the truth. I will share everything that as it is. So it is what you see on Instagram is how I live. Oh, and it's so beautiful. Honestly, I've Thank literally you. got the same interior style that I've had most of my life, which is my, mm. uh, I really resonate with what you said about the old pieces because I, mm. my ex-partner was an auctioneer. It sounds really oh, like lovely. Or he was more of a Dell boy, but we'll say auctioneer yeah. to sound more professional. And I used to go to all the auctions and yeah. my obsession is with, um, if it's not kind of like, and we, we weren't far from, we were, we were in Folkestone just off the coast of the week. Right, to be yeah. French furniture and sort yeah, of. Yeah, wow, beautiful. Oh, and, oh so I, I, my thing is, you know, for me, my I've got stuck on interior design that is like, if it worked in the 1700s, 1800, it still works. <laughs> yes. It's, it's still fashionable for me now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it still works, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's nice to mix up something really old with something quite modern as well. You know, things yeah. like that works. As long as you really love it, I would never buy something that I don't have this, like, you know, connection with. It's got to be something I really love. You know, when you go past the cushion shop and you're like, oh, am I going to regret not having that cushion in my life? And you know you yeah. are, so you have to buy the cushion. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I feel like, um, it, yeah, same, same in the it's respect of what you have in your house, having energy. And I'm very ruthless about getting rid of stuff now. Yeah, um, but I give, but, I give yeah. a lot away. I give a hell of a lot away for people. Or my daughter has a lot now because she's trying to move and have her own home. But it's and also we're going back to the seasons again. You know, see, right now 
I think after Halloween, I started bringing in more blankets and more sheepskins and more low lights, more candles. And I think we put the fairy lights up. Oh my gosh, I think beginning of November, because I don't like you know the normal over the headlights anyway. And I prefer cozy low lights. But so I think everything like that's going to stay the same. So it's more it's more about textures and more about being slower and more like a cave like going back into the cave and being inside more and then as spring comes I will probably move these blankets away move some sheepskins around and bring in more light and because obviously you'll want to spend more time outdoors so it's more yeah. about preparing the garden spaces for me but I yeah mean, I you feel intuitively kind of because I go through the year and I always feel very intuitively about my home almost as a yeah. representation of my altar because we'll come out of yeah. Christmas and I'll start to be kind of settling into those sort of pastel colours and colours that are representative yeah. of like in bulk yeah. they'll start to seep through and I'm like yep that's coming into the home now and yeah what I feel I, I don't care about what's in fashion or anything I, I just don't yeah. ever look at what's going on because yeah. I've just got I my yeah, yeah, I've never been a fashion yeah even though I've worked in fashion <laughs> I'm just I've never followed trends ever it's but you've got your own style. It's right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you've given me so much inspiration, Emma, <laughs> on what I'm gonna I'm just gonna be whizzing around my house today and cleaning <laughs> and doing all sorts, throwing things. We're not throwing things out, but you know, I'm sort yeah. of shedding. It's that time to shedding. Yeah. Someone else or someone else might want to use it, or you know, or you could share a story about it and give it to someone that you really love so they can use it. You know, things like that. Yeah, I think also we're very lucky, aren't we, as witches, to live in more of a seasonal way of life, like as we do, to bring all this wisdom into our homes. And I think muggles are really missing out on that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, everyone just wants to have everything that everyone else has, and it's really boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's really boring. No. It's like just it's like an empty... I agree, can't compare it to any crystal or anything like that. It's just... Yeah, soul-destroying to have a, a home that's the same as everybody else's. And how yeah. is that going to hold space for you? Absolutely. It's not really inspiring I, I, or anything, is it? It's just it's such a shame. I feel like such a lack of pressure sort of turning away. I've turned away from, I you know, I, I've turned away from different, you know, fashion things going yeah. on. I've turned away from you know interior side of things because I've just got I've just got what I like now and that's okay yeah yeah, yeah. and that's best that's the best place to be <laughs> absolutely yeah Emma thank you so much for coming on You're honestly welcome. before we You're go welcome. is mm. there anything that we need to know that you've got coming up or you want to share with us project wise that you know obviously we can we can find hmm um, well, next year I'm hoping to, because obviously when I started this Instagram, I wanted to make a be part of a community because I was really missing that in lockdown. So I thought because I have a lot of UK people that follow me, I am going to do some touring type events. So I'm hoping to probably head up to Edinburgh, um, Nottingham, Birmingham, London and Bristol and probably Glastonbury, I don't know yet to do some sort of live workshops, interactive events, and just be among you all and be sort of, so we can all like hug and chat and be a proper sisterhood. So I'm hoping to do that next year. 
Um, yeah that's all I've really got planned so far and obviously I have got another book coming out in well I think it's October but I'm not sure it's autumn um next year and yeah that's my plans that's huge that's more than that's huge that's, that's what I was feeling into I was like oh I kind of just, I just want to be with people and I thought how am I going to do that and I thought the best thing to do is actually get on the road and actually sort of yeah create some workshops I can help people with Oh, I'm so excited to see what you've got <laughs> cooking up for next year and especially Thank your you. book. Again, Emma's book is beautiful. And I mean, the photography, all of the ideas Thank in you. here, there is so much, especially for all manner of types of witchcraft, but, you know, especially the sacred space or house witches. And yeah. there's just so much in here, but it's absolutely beautiful, Emma. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming along. Thank you so much for asking me. Thank you.